0: You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. We're broadcasting live from ETF Exchange, BNY Mellon's ETF Symposium in Dana Point, California. I'm Pim Fox, my co host, Kathleen Hayes. And uh, our next guest, uh, well, uh, David Kudla. He is uh, chief executive and the chief investment strategist for Mainstay Capital Management. He can be followed on Twitter at david underscore kudla k-u-d-l-a david thanks very much for being with us good afternoon pam all right. Now I've been trying to figure I've been trying to think of an analogy that you know or that that would work here having to do with, with stocks and I and I was a kid you used to fill a balloon with air, right? You blow it up and you rub it on your head and you stick it on the wall and it stays but for a while. You have to keep doing that. Or if you pump air into a balloon, eventually it leaks out. I, I, is that what's happened with central bank policy and equity prices that all that money, it's really just sloshed into stocks?
1: Yeah, we think that's largely what has happened. And, you know, not just our Federal Reserve, but central banks around the world, maybe even more so other central banks around the world, the ECB and BOJ. Uh, we've had uh, stimulus measure after stimulus measure. We've had, uh, since the, the Great Recession, there have been 650 rate cuts by central banks around the world, more than 650 rate cuts. Uh, and now we have negative rates in places. We have asset purchase programs. the the highest in history. And, you know, we look at what are many people consider some weakening fundamentals for, let's say, the U.S. stock market and other markets. But uh, the markets continue to do well because of TINA. There is no alternative. Uh, We have cash is dead money. Bonds have zero to negative yields and or very low yields. And so stocks, the the money continues to flow into stocks. and, And we believe, for instance, the bull market here continues to be fueled by central bank stimulus.
2: Well, uh, a guest on the show, uh, the top of the show, actually, uh, Frank LaSala, who's with BNY Melanin here at the ETF conference in Dana Point, uh, said that, in his view, even if the Fed raises rates once this year, you're still going to have so much accommodation. And we're really talking more about bonds and why he doesn't see bond yields rising much. If anything, maybe they could go a little bit lower and, and stay in this, t- this low, tight range. Is the same true for stocks?
1: I think it, it, it may be true for stocks, but let's let's look at bonds first, and I'm, I might disagree with uh, the earlier guest uh, about bond yields. You know, we think they're lo- our bond yields on the intermediate, longer-term end of the curve are uh, more a function of what's happening around the world than they are here. You know, our Federal Reserve controls, they, they pin the short end. They control the Fed funds rate. But when we look at 10-year and 30-year bonds, we saw yields rise recently because of um, you know, what was happening with the ECB, the, the now rumors about the operation re- reverse twist, potentially from the BOG, where they let the long end come up a little bit to steepen the yield curve.
0: You know, uh, uh, David, I mean, how does a, an, a chief investment strategist navigate this, this current landscape? Uh, what do the fundamentals tell you, and is there a divergence between the, what the fundamentals are saying and what policymakers are actually doing?
1: Yeah, Pam, that's a great question. And I think that's what individual investors and professional money managers alike are frustrated with, because we live in this environment where, you know, if we look at fundamentals, we have a a P.E. multiple that has expanded by 30 percent over the past year and a half, while the S&P 500 is essentially where it was a year and a half ago with volatility along the way. Um, You know, we look at other measures like price to EBITDA, which is – Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, before the accountants get a hold of it and start to manipulate earnings, which really is looking at raw earnings or free cash flow. That's at the highest ever. Uh, but there's a lot of measures we can look at in an economy that is growing at 1% uh, that we've seen the ISM, ISM numbers come down recently. Uh, job growth is slowing. And, you know, we, so it's a matter of, you know, it almost becomes more a matter of how we handicap Fed policy. If we look at just a week and a half ago, on a Friday, one Fed president spoke and, uh, hawkishly and the market went down 2.5%. On Monday, a Fed governor spoke and, uh, dovishly and the market went up 1.5%, which shows us how fragile this bull market is at this point and how much it is a function more of central bank and central bank stimulus than fundamentals.
2: Okay, give us one or two strategies. We've got about 30, 40 seconds left here, Dave, to make money or not lose it at a time like this. Sure. So to make
1: money you know, domestically, what, what do we do in the, in the waning years of a bull market? Well, we want companies that uh, have a good business model, uh, good quality companies, and, and can defend their market share and profit margins. That brings us to an ETF uh, like Moat, M-O-A-T, Bannock Vectors Morningstar Wide Moat ETF, uh, companies like Harley-Davidson are in there, an iconic American motorcycle brand. There, there will never be a motorcycle brand like Harley-Davidson, Microsoft, Amazon. Okay. You know, these are defensible business models. And around the world, we like emerging markets because of all the liquidity globally, and then, of course, non-correlated assets to give us that hedge on those days, weeks, months, when the right. market takes a dive.
2: Dave Kudla, CEO, Chief Investment Strategist, Mainstay Capital Management. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg.